Well, it's been a while since I've been here, so I'm happy to be here tonight. The title of the sermon is It's Never Too Late. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be looking at 2 Chronicles chapter 33. 2 Chronicles is in the Old Testament. 2 Chronicles chapter 33. We're going to read verses 1, 1 to 13 and the remainder after. This is what God's word says. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 55 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord following the detestable practices of the nations the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. He rebuilt the high places his father Hezekiah had demolished. He also erected altars to the Baals and had made Asherah poles. He bowed down to all the starry host and worshiped them. He built altars in the temple of the Lord, of which the Lord had said, My name will remain in Jerusalem forever. In both courts of the temple of the Lord, he built altars to all the starry hosts. He sacrificed his sons in the fire in the valley of Ben-Hinnom, practiced sorcery, divination, witchcraft, consulted mediums, and spiritists. He did much evil in the eyes of the Lord, provoking the Lord to anger. He took the carved image he had made and put it in God's temple, of which God had said to David and to his son Solomon. In the temple and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever. I will not again make the feet of the Israelites leave the land I assigned to your forefathers, if only they will be careful to do everything I commanded them concerning the laws, decrees, ordinances given through Moses." But Manasseh, King Manasseh, led Judah and the people of Jerusalem astray, and so that they did more evil than the nations the Lord had destroyed before the Israelites. Verse 10, the Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they paid no attention. So the Lord brought against the army commanders of the king of Azira, who took Manasseh prisoner, put a hook in his nose, bound him with bronze shackles, took him to Babylon. In his distress, he sought the favor of the Lord, his God, and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. And when he prayed to him, the Lord was moved by his entreaty and, is, and listened to his plea. So he brought him back to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord is God. Let's pray together. Lord, tonight as we go through the sermon, as we go through this passage, we know that this is your word. Your word has the power to help us. Your word has the power to take care of us. Your word has the power to guide us. We pray in the name of Jesus that as we are here gathered tonight, that this is not just another night, but it'll be a time of us reflecting on God's word and giving our time to you. We want to be totally focused on what you have to say. We want to be focused on what you are doing in our lives. And we pray for the Spirit of God to move. We thank you, Lord. The Spirit of God is here. We thank you for the songs we've sung. We thank you, Lord, for this church. We thank you, Lord, for the people. We thank you, Lord, for the generosity of the people here. And we thank you, God, for the leadership that is here. We thank you, Lord, that you have put Rosewood here for a reason and that every person here has a purpose in life. So we pray now as we go through this passage and go through the sermon that your word would be spoken in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. As you read this story, you will understand that this is about the people, the Jewish people, and there's a king named Manasseh. And in this his time of history for the Jews, they went through many different kings. 
In this time, their king right now is King Manasseh. And as you read in verse 3, you will learn that he did very detestable things against the Lord, detestable practices. For example, he rebuilt the high places his father Hezekiah had took down. He actually had them erect altars to the Baal gods. Who is the Baal god? What are these these kinds of gods? The Baal god was the god of rain, harvest, symbolized strength and fertility. And how they would worship this god was displeasing to the Lord. How they would worship this god was through prostitution. Then they also had Asherah, the god of Asherah, who's the goddess of love, childbirth, and fertility. Again, how they would worship this god was was through prostitution. The word of God also says that Manasseh bowed down to starry hosts. He, he built altars in the temple of the Lord. He sacrificed his children in the fire, his sons. He practiced divination, witchcraft, and sought omens, consulted mediums, and spiritists. Divination is predicting the future through omens. Omen was, omens are closely tied with fortune-telling, And uh, as the omen must read, the person who's able to read and dictate what's going on. Sorcery was using power to gain from evil spirits. And mediumists and spiritists were people who would communicate to the dead. All of which under the leadership of Moses. When the Jews were under the leadership of Moses, God had told them in Deuteronomy not to do these things. No idol worship, Exodus 20 says that God said, no other God before me, do not make any idol before me because he's a jealous God. No astral worship, no human sacrifice, no occult. If you look at Deuteronomy 18, 10 to 12, this is what the word of God says. There shall be found, not among you, anyone who burns his son or daughter as an offering Anyone who practices divination or, or tells fortunes, interprets omens or sorcery or charmer or medium or necromancy, necromancer or one who inquires of the dead. None of that was allowed and yet you have this king, King Manasseh, that's exactly what he was doing. And these practices actually what we consider today, these are occult practices. So if you want to translate what that means today, These are people who were addicted to things today like fortune-telling, horoscopes, psychics, crystal balls, witchcraft, and these are the things that God is telling us not to go towards. Today, a lot of people are looking to these things because these things are orchestrated by Satan himself, and what happens is people want to know their future. People want to know their future and control their future. And so the source, the power that they are going to, as King Manasseh was doing, was going through the dark power, which is Satan and the demons. But we as Christians, we as followers of God, we don't need this because we have the Holy Spirit. Amen? And the Holy Spirit, he leads us, he guides us, he tells us what to do, who not to talk to, and so forth. And so when you think about Manasseh's behavior... When you think about what he was doing with the people, this is serious. This was a serious sin. And as we think about his behavior, I want to remind us today that number one is as we think about God's words, we have all sinned against God. You know, we might look at a story like this and be like, wow, King Manasseh, he's just terrible. You know, he, he was into witchcraft, and, and, and I, I am not, I, I'm a Christian, but I don't do those kinds of things. But I want to remind us here today that 
that was the form of sins that he was taking on. But today, as we think about our own walk with God, you know, we are also guilty of making mistakes. We are also guilty of doing things that are displeasing to God. We are guilty of doing things our way and not God's way, not God's way. And we have developed things like strongholds in our life. Strongholds are things that have a strong hold on us. Patterns, behaviors that we have developed over time and have allowed to be fed into our life that has caused us to walk away or be astray from the Lord. And so when we look at King Manasseh, we, we really shouldn't be like, wow, look at him, look at his sin. We need to look at ourselves because the Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, he says, why do you look at the speck in someone else's eye when you should look at the plank in your eye? Why, in Matthew 7, it says, why are you judging other people when the same measure of judgment you use against people will be used against you? Manasseh was guilty, no doubt, of these guilty practices. And the thing is today, when we think about our walk with God, what sin are we guilty of as well? What have we been doing in secret against the Lord? What have we been doing in public against the Lord? And what are the sins we know about and the unknown sins we don't know about that we're doing against the Lord? Before we point out our finger at somebody else, God is saying to us today, let's examine our hearts. Let's examine ourselves. And we want to say to God today, Lord, what do you want me to work on? What do I need to change in my life? Is it my anger? Is it my words? Do I need to start, be, start to be more healthy with my body? The Bible says the body is the temple of the Lord. Is it a purity issue? Is it an addiction that I'm, I'm in? Is it my prejudice or judgmental or racist attitude? Is it greed? We are all sinners. And today God is saying to us, will we say to God, work in me, work in me. And so as we think about the story, the Bible says in verse 9, Manasseh led Judah and the people of Jerusalem astray so that they actually did more evil than the nations of the Lord had destroyed before the Israelites. And as we think about that verse there, this is what we want to remember today as we think about God's word. Our sin is having a negative impact on others and leading others away from the Lord. Sometimes we think, you know, it's just my sin. It's just me and my problem and my addiction and my stronghold. I'm not hurting anybody. But the truth is today as we think about this word and we think about the story, our sin is affecting the people around us. It is affecting the people that we love. It's affecting our marriages. It's affecting our children. It's affecting the coworkers and our friends and our family. And disobedience to God does that. It's affecting our world. It's affecting our community. Think about all the things that have happened this last week. Things in Barcelona, things in Virginia, things in Boston, things in Finland. And people think that what they're doing has no impact, but it's impacting the world in a very hard way. Making people develop fear and anxiety. People don't want to travel anymore because of these things. People don't want to talk to people anymore because of these things. And we have to remember today that this is the work of the enemy trying to bring us down. But God is greater than all of these things. And so as we think about our life and our actions, God is saying today, do you realize that our behavior is having a negative impact on the people around us and leading others away from the Lord? 
is that what we're doing right now? And is that what we're doing, is, is what we're doing hurting other people? Is there somebody in your life right now that's been saying to you, you know, I just want you to know, and I just want to bring this to your attention, that this has been going on too long, and I need you to change this in your life because it's affecting me. It's hurting me. For example, please stop smoking. Please stop being rude with your words. Please watch your temper. Please watch how angry you get. Or it could be the total opposite way. Maybe they want to say to you, because you're not doing it, it's affecting them and hurting them in a negative way. Please start coming to church. Start worshiping God. Please start reading your Bible. Please start praying. Please do something that, so that you are listening to the Lord. Maybe, just maybe, the reason someone is addressing an issue in your life is because you are hurting him or her. You are hurting him or her. Will you choose to listen to what they are saying? Or are you just going to walk away and be stubborn about it? <clears throat> That's the sad thing about life when you have somebody you love trying to help you, and yet we choose not to listen to what they are saying. And, and, and secondly in this, as we think about this, your, your, our behavior can impact people in a negative way. And secondly, it, could, it also can cause us to walk others away from the Lord, causing other people. It says in, in that same verse, it says that Manasseh led Judah and the people astray, astray. And so as we think about our own actions, is it causing you and others to be weak with the Lord? And that's the ultimate goal of sin in our lives. Sin is in our lives to destroy us. Sin is in our lives to destroy our families, our community, and our world. And really, it's the work of the enemy because he wants us to be destructive. He wants us to walk away from the Lord. He wants us to do what, what he wanted Job to do, which is to curse God and say, die. But we have to be aware of the enemy's plan. We have to be aware of our actions. And we need to say to God, Lord, help us. Lord, we need help, and we need it now. Amen? And so as this story continues, verse 10 says, And so the Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people. But the sad thing about it is they paid no attention. No attention. So the great thing about this story is, and number three today is, God will reach out to us. That's the great thing about this story when we're in a mess. The sad thing about the story, is, as you read here, is that they paid no attention Sometimes we think God is out to harm us, but really God wants the best for you and me. Amen? It's the enemy who wants to bring you down, Satan. It's your family and friends sometimes that say mean things to us to discourage you. And sometimes it's us that brings us down because we are believing in the lies of the world. We are battling strongholds in our life. And sometimes we think the grass is greener on the other side. Sometimes we think the, the way things are going in the world or other things look so appealing to us, but really they are not. And sometimes we think sin is more fun than God. And, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing more and more that God's way is the best way. God's way is the only way. God's way is the truth, the way, and the life, and that everything else is a distortion of God's way. And the enemy comes in in our life, and we have people and family in the world who are bringing all these other ideas against us. And the only idea or the only thing that works for us is God's way. 
through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so this is what can happen to us. We can think that sin is better as Manasseh thought in this situation, but it's all a lie. And the good news today is God in his mercy, God in his grace, God in his goodness, in his kindness will reach down from heaven and try to pull us back. Amen? He doesn't just leave us alone. We know that he didn't leave us alone because he was willing to come and die on the cross for you and me. That is a picture of love. That is a picture of God's goodness. And God is trying to get our attention right now. Are you listening? Are we busy doing our own thing or are we listening to God? Because it says in this word here that the Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people. He's speaking to us as well. What are some things that God might be saying to you today? Is he saying to you, you know what? I don't like the friends you hang out with. You need to make a switch. If you have friends in your life that cannot support you in the hard times and cannot celebrate your victories in the good times, they are not your friends. They're not your friends. They're just people that want to hang out with you. Maybe God's saying today, you know what? I don't like the books you read, the shows you watch on TV. It's not really encouraging you. Maybe God is saying to us today,